Welcome to Teachings of Rosemont Anaba. She is the Vice President of Estudio Anaba Ministries and a seasoned teacher of the word. Join in and be blessed with this message. Proverbs 31 woman and it says she stretches out her hand to the needy. She stretches out her hand to the needy. And yea, she reaches forth her hand to help the poor. That is the Proverbs 31 woman. You stretch your hand. Supply. You're always giving out to somebody. Anybody who passes by, that person will not go scot-free. By all means, you will impose something on that person. I remember very well, one of our mothers was here. Madam, I learned how to pay tithe for my children from that woman. Even when she didn't have, she would still put down money for her children to pay her tithe. And any day I, I'm passing by, I used to... So any day I was passing by, the moment I get to the house and I say, Auntie Maggie, how are you? Oh, mommy, mommy, come inside, mommy, come inside. And I knew this woman didn't have much. Mommy, what do you want? Oh, mommy, I have this. Mommy, won't you take this? Okay. Oh, mommy, then have this one, eh? Oh, mommy, you know the way she talks. Oh, mommy, eh? Oh, take this for me, eh? Oh, mommy. So generous. So generous. But she always made sure that there was, she would give out something. Like daddy has been saying, he never meets a child and does not give money to the child. <laughs> but you see, there was supply. And then also, that tent was a stronghold for the woman. It was her stronghold. It was her place of security. It was the place where she felt safe. It was a place where she knew, this is home. Hallelujah. It was a place where she knew that, look, here I am safe. I know every nook and cranny of the place. I know, even if I close my eyes, I can pick up anything. I know this place very well. And number two, nobody can just break through like that. This is my stronghold. It is a safe place for me. Ladies and gentlemen, and especially to my ladies, make your home a stronghold. Make your home a stronghold. Turn every house into a home. You see, when you talk about a house, you're talking about the structures. You're talking about the concrete walls and, and the furniture and all the things that are in the house. But you see, that does not make a home. A home has to do with relationship. The people that are in it. The love, the attention, the care, and, and all the good things that go home. The laughter. That is what makes a home. Can we make our houses homes? Can we say, when, I, when we are going home, immediately you say, I'm going home. What are the ideas that come to your mind? Do you feel happy? Is there fondness? Is there joy? You close from work and you say, I'm going home. Immediately, your, your attention goes to where you live. And not just where you live, but the people that are in the house. The joy, the laughter, the jokes that you share. So immediately you start, you know, thinking, I'm going home. Or is it like when you say, I'm going home, immediately your, your heart starts beating. Hey, I'm going to meet the woman there again. But the moment I appear, and she ask me, what did you bring? Today too, you have come empty-handed. But maybe you didn't have any money on you. Or are you going to go to a house, and the moment you go there, the, the woman says, oh, you are welcome. Come and sit down. Hey, you must be tired. And you say, hmm, today I got nothing. Don't worry. Even if it is water, we will drink. And then you are like, ah, what a woman. Turn your house into a home. 
Jael had a tent, but I believe it was a very comfortable place. I believe it was a place that was, it, it was good. Ladies, a home is a place of good memories. Make it a place of good memories. A place that you can remember with fondness. A place that holds the memories of your, your childhood. So, oh, once upon a time, I had a home. Nobody will ask him, was it a mansion at a Kwame house? No, it was the people. It was the, it was the fun. It was the jokes that they shared. It was the joy. It was, it was, you know, all the pleasantries. That is what makes a home. Women, let us build homes. Because you see, that tent was a place of security. Place of security. So let's make the home one that will be joyful. Both ma- women, men, husbands, make your wives happy. So that when you get to the house, they know, oh, Megida has come. Then they can also serve you with all of their hearts. But make the home a place of nurturing. Make it a place of fond memories. Make it a place of safety. And by safety, I'm not just talking about the security where thieves will not break through. But even within the home, within the family, there will be security in the home. There is abuse. The way mother will shout on a child. The emotional abuse. The isolation. The neglect. The way sometimes you won't talk to people for a week. You won't talk to the person. Make it a home, a place, a tent of security. Make it a place where people will feel safe. No abuse. No neglect. When there's an issue, settle it right there and get over it. Hallelujah. Let me go on. Now, apart from the tent, there was also the tenant. There was a tent, but there was a tenant that came in. This tenant was somebody that... She didn't even know what's coming, but all of a sudden, this tenant came in. The tenant was Cicera. And anybody who saw Cicera coming, an army general, immediately you would think, hey, the person is armed. Hey, the person is, is, is a soldier, and, and, and he has all the expertise, and, and the person is this, the person is that. You are fearful. But here is Jael, a settled woman, one that was not afraid at all. She said, come in, come in, my lord. But turn in. She was not afraid. This was an accomplished woman. She knew who she was. She knew what she had. She knew that greater is he that was in her than he that was in the world. And so she said, it doesn't matter who you are. Come and lie down. There are times when in our tent, once in a while, tenants like that break through. Once in a while, demonic tenants break through. Once in a while, our children bring in tenants that are of, you know, dubious character. They bring some friends and you know, this tenant is not a good one. And they come in. But you should be able to know what to do with them. For some of them, you may have to pray them out. For some of them, you may have to advise and talk to your child and say, don't let this child come here anymore. Find a way of separating your child from that other child. But some of them too, ladies and gentlemen, the woman who knows who she is, one that has emerged out of times of uncertainties and is equipped to face the challenges of time, we say, bring it on. This thing, I can deal with it. I can take authority over it. I can fight it. There are times when the Lord will, I will get up in the night and the Lord will tell me, get up and anoint all the doors of the house. And I'll be going around and anointing every door of the house, praying and pleading the blood 
over every door so that there will be no, nothing will come through those doors. Ladies and gentlemen, you should be able to stand and fight. That house, that tent there, there are tenants that will come in. The sisters will come. But when they come, what do you do? You should be able to. Was separated from the army. All the army was dead. This tenant that came in was scared. Was afraid. This tenant that came in was stripped of everything. Armor gone. Chariots gone. He didn't have anything on him. He ran into the tent. All I'm saying is, a lot of the tenants that enter our tent, they have nothing. They have nothing. They come in as if they are something. Oh, but the Bible says that when Jesus died on the cross, he made an open show of them. The Bible says, having spot principalities and powers and dominion, he made an open show and a public show of them, triumphing over them in it. He stripped them of everything already. They are nothing. They are nothing. Any tenant that enters your house, by the time the tenant is entering, God has already weighed you and knows you can handle it. Hallelujah. And I know that you will be able to handle it because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. And this is the victory that we have. Even our faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me rush. The last one was a tent peg. What made Jael an accomplished woman, a settled woman, was the tent peg. Every tent is held together by a tent peg. They hold it and then they plant it. Aha, uh-huh, now that's a tent peg. They plant it in the ground. That is what they do. So the tent peg. And Jael, the way she separated herself, it means that she was skilled in doing, in, in you know, building tents. What can I say about this tent peg? I can talk about skill. Her ability to be able to handle the tent peg. There is something that you can do. There's something that you are good at. Don't throw it away. Don't drop it. Use it. You will need it one day. You have a skill. You have an ability. This woman knew how to drive a tent peg into the ground. She knew how to do it. There is something that you have which you can also use. Hallelujah. Don't drop it. Don't drop it at all. Hallelujah. When the widow went to Elisha, Elisha asked, what do you have? He said, I don't have anything apart from a bottle of oil. And he said, take it and then go and use it. Pour, keep pouring. And then after that, do your business. But when he got to the widow of Zarephath, Elijah did not ask, what do you have? Do you have oil? What he had, what she, the, the woman, you see, the, the, the widow who in the time of uh, Elisha, she had a pot of oil. And with her, Elisha gave her the instruction, go and borrow vessels and pour. But when Elijah early on spoke to the widow of Zarephath and said, make cake for me first. He said, I have a little flour and I have a little oil. He said, that is all that you need. Use it. So one had baking skills. She used it. And for the time that, they were, that the farming was on, they were able to eat. This other one also had all the business acumen. And so he said, go and sell the oil that you get out of the, 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 the pots and then do your business. Ladies and gentlemen, God has equipped each and every one of us with something. And all that you need to do is of gifts and abilities and operations. 
Every one of us, you are equipped with something. None of us came into this world with nothing. If you, you haven't found it, it's because you have not searched. But it is there. If only you can use it. If only you can discover it, you will make something out of it. You will make money with the skill that you have. Are you getting it? There are some of us, we are very good at sewing. Dorcas was good at sewing. And she sewed and even sewed for widows. It was that same skill that caused her to be raised from the dead. Are you, are you getting it? There is something that you can do. Don't throw away your skill. Some of us can write very well. Some of us are very good at cooking. Go ahead and cook. Open a restaurant. Do something. Do something. It's not everywhere we can eat. But if we know that there is a believer here, we can go to and buy food and we know it is safe. Why not? If there is a, a, a believer here who is a seamstress, a dressmaker, and we know that we can go to the, the, the dressmaker and they can sew decent dresses for us, why not? We can go there and we can be sure that we will get very nice dresses. Skill. There is something you can do. There is something you can do. Some of us are very, very good with teaching. Start a school. But bow means do something. So with the tent peg, she was able to create the tents. Out of this, we can look at the scale. Look at the way Sarah came in, was lying down, and all of a sudden, this woman got up, looked for the tent peg. Look at the skill she exhibited in taking the hammer. Taking the hammer, taking the, 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 the nail of the, of the tent. Look at the skill she exhibited in walking stealthily towards Sisera. But she knew how to walk towards Sisera. Look at the skill she exhibited in knowing the exact spot to hit so that Sisera would not get up. Can you imagine if she had made a mistake? Can you imagine what would have happened if she did not hit the man down with one blow? And Sisera rose up. I am talking about a warrior. I am talking about a fighter. Can you, can you imagine what would have happened to her? But with that skill, she knew what to do. She used her skill very well. Hallelujah. I see also... For a woman to do this, I see soundness of mind. So I see skill, I see soundness of mind. I should be able to be of a sound mind, to be able to get up and say, look, this is my opportunity. It is the one opportunity I have in the whole world. I have seen this man destroy our farm produce. I have seen this man catch a lot of the Canaanites. Take them away as hostages. I have seen the way they have brutalized our men. I have seen the way they have, they have, they have abused our ladies. If I have one opportunity to free the whole of Israel, if I have one opportunity for my family to go scot-free, this is it. This is it. Ladies and gentlemen, all of us have an opportunity at one point in time to be able to free our people. To be able to pray so that they will come to know the Lord Jesus. Jael had one opportunity. But she knew that if she hit it right, the whole of Israel will be saved. And she made sure that she did not miss that opportunity. I am speaking to somebody here. 
God may have given you an opportunity to do something. God may have given you an opportunity to deliver people, giving you an opportunity for your family to be saved. Don't miss that opportunity. Don't miss it at all. Don't miss it. Soundness of mind. She had a sound mind. She knew what to do. She knew how to pick the tent peg. She knew how to walk stealthily towards Sisera. And she knew where to hit one time. And the Bible said she fastened the, the nail into his skull. And then he said, into the ground. And that was it. He finished it. One opportunity. One opportunity. There are some of us, we may not get too many opportunities in life. But let's make sure that the one that we get, we don't miss it. Opportunity is always flying and it is very swift all over the world. Sometimes an idea can come into your head. And when you don't catch the idea, before you realize somebody else is doing the same thing. And you're like, ah, this idea came to me. It has wings. And so it keeps flying. Opportunity may come once. It may come twice. But unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, our eyes are not trained to see opportunity. We always want it to come in such a way that we will know, oh, this is it. But sometimes opportunity comes in a disguised manner. You may not know, you may not see it. When David was confronted with a lion, it was opportunity. When he was confronted with a bear, it was opportunity. Opportunity which he took advantage of because God was preparing him to meet Goliath one so that his family will be free of taxes. I pray in the name of Jesus that we will have that soundness of mind and take up our opportunities when they come our way. Ladies and gentlemen, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. A sound mind to help give you a positive image. A sound mind to help you have healthy relationships where you can love, where you can show affection, where you can care. A sound mind. For you to be able to have better productivity, you'll be able to be effective in everything that you do. Sound mind to give you quality life. So there was a tent. And out of the tent came the, 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 the self-dom, the, the individuality. Out of the tent came supply. Out of the tent came stronghold. Then there was a tenant. That tenant that came in, that was stripped. That tenant that was separated from the army. That tenant that was already scared. And then there was the tent peg that was used. The skill of the woman. The soundness of mind and the security the weapon she had was her security, which she used. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe that God is raising for us in our generation women that will know how to use their tent pegs. Not to destroy human beings, but to destroy the enemy. Women that will be able to use their skill to be able to build things, build institutions, build families, build businesses, build ministries. God is raising the giles, the settled women. Maybe you are coming from the backside of the desert. You are saying, I don't have a husband. How am I going to be like a gile? But I thank God that you don't have to be a woman that is married before you come. Said, we have come to ask. We need an inheritance. And the Bible said, Moses said, I have never seen this thing before. 
There is always a time when the woman can break the bias. There is always a time when you can break the ceiling glass. There is always a time when you can say no to the status quo. These women said no to the status quo. Went to Moses. And when Moses went to inquire of the Lord, the Lord said, they are right. They are right. I am sure that there were other families that did not have male children, but they were all quiet. But these daughters of Zelophehad rose up and they said, we don't want it this way. We cannot accept this. We also want an inheritance. We also want properties. We also want to be settled. We want to be a force. We want to take our rightful position in the community. Ladies and gentlemen, they said yes. So they gave these daughters of Zelophehad inheritance. And the Lord said, from now onwards, any family that does not have a male child, make sure that the, the, the daughters get the inheritance. Those are settled women. They did not have a husband, but they took their destinies into their hands. They did not have a husband, but they got up and they said, our father died without a male child. But we will not allow his name to go down. Ladies and gentlemen, they made their father's name more popular when he was dead than when the man was alive. Nobody knew about Zelophehad. But because of what they did, they wrote that the daughters of Zelophehad were written down. They made the name of their father more popular when he was dead than when he was alive. So being single does not excuse you. It doesn't prevent you from being settled. I know we all have challenges. I know that there are things that we are believing God for. And I believe that this year, 2022, the Lord will come strong for us. Whatever we have in our hands, let's use it. Whatever we have in our hands, let's make use of it. Whether it is education, yes, use it. Whether it is skill that we have, let's use it. Anything that we have at our disposal, make use of the opportunity. Whilst you are waiting for both legs to be able to run. When both legs are running, we will go faster. If the women can join in the race, we will go faster. We can rise up when we can push. The man is pushing, the woman is also pushing. When we come and we are praying, the man is praying, Papa Livingston is praying and prophesying, and the woman is also praying and prophesying. When we come to church and they are preaching, the women are also preaching. When the men are casting out devils, the women are also casting out devils. I believe that more will be accomplished. Two are better than one because they will always have a good reward for their labor. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But we are getting to the days that the Lord is going to raise up women. The Bible tells us in Obadiah 1, the verse 21, it says, And saviors shall come out of Mount Zion. Jael now became a savior. You read Judges chapter 5, the Bible says, And Jael is blessed above all women because of what she did. Before Mary became blessed amongst women, Jael was blessed above all women because she stood up and she became a savior for the people of Israel. Deborah stood up and became a savior for the people. Esther got up one day and said, if I perish, I perish. I will go forward and I will do everything. I have to see my power to be able to save the people of Israel. Ladies and gentlemen, saviors are coming. Saviors are coming up. 
no more will the women sit down. We will not be in obscurity. We will not be hiding anymore. We will rise up and together with the men, we will run the race. I remember a time when the Lord showed me a revelation. And in the revelation, I saw men were fighting. And the men were fighting. And at a point, their hands were getting weak. Their hands were getting tired. And they were fighting. And then the Lord said, I will bring you help. I will bring you helpers. So, they're waiting for the help. Then all of a sudden, the help that came, you saw women. They saw their sisters. They saw their aunties. Their, their weapons are not conventional weapons. But what they have, they will still use it to fight. Their weapons are not like guns. And together we will fight the army with the enemy. Together we will be able to run. Together we will vanquish the enemy. Hallelujah. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the Lord will raise up a settled woman here. A woman that will emerge. You will not allow yourself to go down. You will not hide in obscurity. But you will rise up. Arise, shine. Because your light is come. And the glory of the Lord is rising upon you. Ha! And know that Gentiles will come to your light. And the kings will come to the brightness of your rising. I pray in the name of Jesus. And the men will hold the hands of the sisters. They will hold the hands of their wives. And they will lift them up and say, baby, anything I can do to help you to be settled, to have the soundness of mind, to have the skill that you need, to be able to rise up and use a tent peg. Anything I can do to take away the fear in your heart, the insecurity in your heart. Sometimes when I go out and I come, I can see from your eyes, you are not too happy with me. But what can I do to make you happy? What can I do to that assurance that I'm there for you? I see the men do that. But ladies, if the man is not there, Take your destiny into your hands. Take your destiny into your hands. The Bible. I believe you've been blessed. Join us same time next week. God bless you.